Well, hello, and welcome to the Through the Word podcast, as pastors Chris Mitchell and John Bell seek to answer questions that come from the reading of God's Word, beginning in Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pastor John Bell. And I'm Pastor Chris Mitchell. And this is the Through the Word podcast, where we seek to answer questions from God's Word, going starting in Genesis and ending on all the way through to Revelation. So thank you guys for joining us here today. And Pastor Chris, we're in the book of Jeremiah still right. this week. And so we've got a couple of questions from there. Um, but I just wanted to to just say that we are you know, somewhat together. We're, we're in the same building at least, but we're... <laughs> But we are just kind of just just in case so that no one gets sick. We're kind of staying apart right now. But so thank you guys for joining in with us. And we are happy to answer these questions coming from the book of Jeremiah. And we'll try not to share that sickness with you, our listeners. That's right. Just like we're trying not to share it with each other here this week. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, the first question has to do with. A translation that occurs in the NIV and in, in the newer version of the NIV. And if you were to turn there and look now to Jeremiah 49.10, you know, you could see that there's in most translations, it's going to say children or offspring or seed. But in the NIV, the reference is to armed men. And so our question pastor chris is why did the niv use the term armed men instead of children or offspring or seed in jeremiah 49 10 i'll read it real quick just for reference sure but it says you're gonna read it from the niv or from what yes this is from the niv okay um it says but i will strip esau bear i will uncover his hiding places so that he cannot conceal himself his armed men are destroyed also his allies and neighbors, so that no one is to say. And it goes on to speak of their destruction. Yeah. Mm. So interesting. Well, you know, both of us have tried to track down an answer to this question. And uh, I'm sorry to say to our listeners that we haven't found an answer yet. No. Interestingly enough, the 1984 NIV uses the word children. Right. So, I mean, I, I just find that so fascinating that that version. Well, let's go back to in my research, 1973 NIV came out with the New Testament. OK, in 1978, they had the whole Bible. And then this 1984 version is the one that I'm referencing that I have at home. And it has the word children in there. Okay. But as as you read for us and, you know, you can look today, the, the newer updates don't have that word so i i don't know what what to say about it other than i have reached out to one of the translators of the updated niv to see if we can get an answer as to why they changed it now that individual hasn't written me back yet and maybe we'll have to reach out to somebody else but uh, using the tools at my disposal i cannot find a single gloss of the Hebrew word used there to be able to be translated armed men. Interesting. There, I don't, yeah, I, I don't see it. Um, and so we'll fill you in on the answer to this question if and when 
uh, we hear back from our friends at NIV headquarters. So no, no. Uh, question is, does that mean that we should just throw out our NIVs? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, I don't want to do that. No, um, it just means that we have a question for them and um, they might have some brilliant <laughs> answer that we're just like, Oh wow. Now I see it. Um, I, I hope so. I mean, I hope we'll hear something. All right. No, don't throw out your NIV. Um, continue to faithfully read the word of God and we'll let you know if we get to a, a place in any translation that, that has not um, been true to the original manuscripts, we will tell you to throw it out. But <laughs> I don't foresee that coming. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, don't see that coming. Well, thank you. So our, our next question, it has to do, well, kind of like being thrown out, um, a judgment that took place. And so did God use an instrument of evil in Babylon to accomplish his judgment on Israel? And if yes, does scripture speak to why? It so is did, clear. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. No, I was just going to repeat the question. Yeah. Okay. So did God use an instrument of evil in Babylon to accomplish his judgment on Israel? And if yes, does scripture speak to why? Well, it is clear from scripture that God chose Babylon to be his instrument of judgment upon not just the Israelites, but other nations as well. Jeremiah right. 51 20, God says, you are my hammer and weapon of war. Now, you might find some other translations that speak of Babylon as God's war club. That sounds, you know, I, I, I'm picturing the Flintstones. I'm telling my age now, you know, we're in that cartoon. If, you know, there was that, I think the kid named Bam Bam and okay. he had like a club and he would go around and beat stuff. I think the right. band is called Bam Bam. And so I'm picturing like Babylon being like a Bam Bam. There's this oh, yeah. war club. But but anyway, I Hammer, you know, when we're familiar probably with Hammer, you know, Babylon wasn't a righteous tool in God's hand. No, God was accomplishing his purposes through them, but they weren't at God's temple humbly asking God to use them to do his work. Now, maybe because of some of the God events the Babylonians witnessed and recorded for us that were recorded for us in the book of Daniel. Right. Maybe they had had enough God recognition. I mean, some of their leaders had some real encounters with the power of God. True. Yes that God chose to wield his work of judgment through them. Uh, then you get to verse 24 of chapter 51 that says, I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea before your very eyes for all the evil that they have done in Zion, declares the Lord. You know, just because God worked through them to accomplish his purposes didn't mean they were innocent before him. Okay. While they did have many opportunities to see his power in sovereign ways, they became prideful of their exploits. And so God makes all nations serve him as instruments of his will, but they're still responsible for their acts. Yes. So God's anger is against those who administer his kingdom on earth, but do so corruptly. Now, you and I were pondering yesterday about whether current nations are still being used by God as tools of judgment on other nations. Right. And while we may be tempted to say these nations seem to be potentially serving that role against other nations, God's judgment against sin was poured out on his son. Yes. And so the church, the new Israel, 
is the nation bought by the blood of Christ that is to make known the power of salvation through Christ's substitutionary sacrifice through repentance and belief. Right. So there is a coming judgment on those who have rejected God's offer through Christ and instead follow the passions of the world, a kingdom often represented in the book of Revelation as Babylon or the great prostitute. So, I mean, there is going to be this, and we'll get there later in the year, so maybe we should just quit now. Okay. But, but there is there is this discussion of, of where are we now? Like when we look at if, if nations aren't being used by God in that way, um, what, what is going on when we see nations rising up against nation and, and the things of this world, the culture as it is? Maybe maybe you want to speak to that. I, I don't want to take up all the conversation about it. Well, we could, I mean, I definitely think we could get there later. But I mean, if we we just looked at it, we would think, okay, there's there's definitely a, a birth pains as yes. Christ relays them to us. You know, he, he right. speaks of these being as birth pains. And so when the end comes, he also speaks to as being when the gospel is proclaimed to all the nations. But those birth pains are taking place during yeah. that time. And it's all because of the fall of man. And God has given people over to the depths of their sin, as you know, as mentioned in Romans 1. So that's the judgment that takes place today. Is it, It's just a handing over. And so you see this corruption played out. But yes, we are, we are to carry the message of salvation. And God helps and guide and orchestrate that so that we can can reach the nations with it. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad you went to Romans 1 because, I, I mean, I was going to ask you, I mean, do you feel like we're sort of in that Romans 1 season? I mean, we talked about it Sunday in our, uh, in our worship service a little bit uh, when we were looking at Jeremiah 33. But it does seem like we are in that place where the judgment is just God. Um, letting us be given over to uh, to that depraved mind. Now, having said that, though, and I want I want to hear your thought about it. I mean, does that mean that God's just kind of wound us up and and we're just kind of just let us go to our own our own passions and stuff? I mean, is that what we're talking about? Like the watchmaker argument? That's that's not what we're saying, right? No, it, right. it's not. A, it's not an existential argument. It's just that he's. He is still completely sovereign over yes, us. Yes. But in his sovereignty, in his opportunities, um, I'm trying to think. It was there's a pastor at First First Baptist Dallas, um, and he would speak about this gentleman that came in every single week, and and then he said he struggled during sometimes during the response time, and it, so it was like he wouldn't go to the front. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And eventually he just said, he asked, you know, he went and asked the pastor, he said, did you change your preaching? He said, no, I didn't change my preaching at all. Yeah. And he said, I've still been faithfully, you know, proclaiming God's word the same as I have for the last 40 years. Uh, so this is Criswell speaking here. Yeah. And, and then he goes, <laughs> he goes, well, something's changed. He said, cause I used to feel called to give my life to the Lord and, and to actually surrender myself to him. He said, but I don't feel that anymore. He said, well, mm -hmm. you rejected it and you rejected it and you rejected it. Mm. And so it's it's a it's just a searing that happens over and over and over. And God That's hands right. the people over to what they desire. Yeah. Twenty four Romans one twenty four. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity. And he goes on, obviously, 
you know, since they, third 28, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. Yes. So is God's judgment taking place today? Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and he is allowing us to, to bring upon a judgment upon ourselves, reaping what we sow. That's right. And so you see that opening up and things as, especially you can witness it in areas and as you can go to a different area that has had a leaning away from God for a longer period of time. And, and you notice it even more in those areas. Like we were just in New York city. You see it more there. That's right. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for that, Pastor John. Well, I appreciate it that, that time and, and thank you guys for sending in those questions and you got an extra bonus there today. So we, <laughs> we did not plan that, but I hope you enjoy. And please, if you have questions for us, send them in to through the word 22 at gmail.com. We will look forward to seeing you next week. Well, not seeing you, I guess. No. Talking to you next week. That's right. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Through the Word podcast. If you have any questions for us, please send those in to throughtheword22 at gmail.com. That's through the word and the number 22 at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a great day.